Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the voice you hear is of the silver tongue devil, of the big, bad kaiju O'Shea Edwards. And this, my friends, this is Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today Takes everything you got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away Sometimes you want to go Where everybody knows your name And they're always bad you came You want to go where you can see That troubles are all the same And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you are a mark with a mic. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a very extra special episode, a part two of a three-part crossover series with Marks with Mics and Dark Match Podcast. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate and review and subscribe to your ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers email. If you so choose a desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at watermaneuver.net. Like I said, this is a special three part crossover episode with obviously us here at Wrestling Cheers, Marks with Mikes, and Dark Match Podcast. This, this has been in the works for a little while, and there's a long story that goes behind it. Uh, before we, we get into a little bit of that, me kind of explaining where we are with this episode and the three part series and where you can find all find the other two parts because they're not all on here let's let's uh let's talk about them some some things that i'm not going to get to talk about soon or i might not get to talk about okay so this is a busy uh month we have coming forward for wrestling cheers because number one i've been planning episodes a month or two in advance just way things have been going on in the world i'm like i'm not expecting a lot of shows so i've i've planned stuff this month like i had said this month on all the thursday drops our regular wrestling cheers drops they will be interviews i'm not going to release the names because i have a very strong belief that uh, do not announce podcasts like if there's going to be a guest until that's been recorded so those episodes have not been recorded um right now i'm on a week by week basis uh today when this drops i will be recording with thursday's guest so i'm, I'm not going to talk much about that because if anybody who has ever been podcasting you know there is a slight chance that something can happen and you can't deliver what's promised i've had that happen numerous times there's people actually there's the person that i wanted to be on this past week's episode before i contacted johnny clash johnny clash was actually my third choice for this episode first person i'm not going to get into they couldn't be on um for certain reasons just i'm not going to get into it they basically declined but I told them later on in the future, you're more than welcome to come on when you're ready. Uh, second person I had in mind, uh, I had contacted them. They were sound like they were into it. And they said they would, they were just about to go to bed and they would reply to me in the morning. Long as I, you know, long as I, after that particular message, I told them, hey, what was going on? Never received follow up. Uh, I even uh, sent a 
message one more time saying you know, like hey like just want to check on all this got nothing back and i've learned don't especially like if this series that we're getting into like don't don't take things personally don't get mad and this particular restaurant i'm not mad at them that's kind of sucked because i really wanted them on i thought that i think it'd be a really cool episode i was trying to add a little bit of diversity to these interviews because i'm there's certain things that i lack of people who've been on this podcast i was really trying for that that fell through that sucks maybe 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 things will work work in the future we'll see how things go but got three more weeks of interviews of people who aren't northeast ohio regulars or they've never wrestled in northeast ohio so this is really good none of these people i've ever met some i've had like find or contact with but never met any of them personally other than that coming up this month on august 22nd there's going to be a black label pro show myself and charlie brother myself and charlie butters are going to go to crown point indiana we're going to go to the second show of their their two shows obviously we i would love to go to both shows but seeing how it's a five-hour drive and the first show is earlier in the day i'm just i'd rather go to a little bit later so i can like even so like i'm still gonna be waking up at a decent time driving five hours to indiana and getting some portillos along the way so uh as the plans are going right now next monday there will be a black label pro preview with myself and charlie butters and if we can get it in uh because obviously the show's on the 22nd uh we're coming home early 23rd if i can squeeze in a podcast recording that day then the 24th will be a really quick review on said black label pro show then recently uh aiw announced that they are going to be doing a show in indiana this uh, this did mess up my scheduling just a little bit i had a interview scheduled for the third but instead i'm going to record it at the normal time that i was planning on it and that uh interview is going to be released on labor day on september 7th so going into a little bit of an older older format because we're actually going to have an aiw preview and an aiw review on thursday so it'll be september 3rd and september 10th will be the aiw previews and review for god this is crazy like we're actually we're actually getting a show and the name in my opinion is fucking perfect it's aiw i assure you we're open that is a clerk's reference if you've never seen this movie go check it out but aiw i assure you we're open sunday september 6 12 p.m high noon bell time at celebration plaza amphitheater at white river state park that's 801 west washington street indianapolis indiana tickets even as i started recording this uh minutes ago aiw had posted they have sold 70 percent of the tickets for this show i'm going charlie butters is going a lot of people are going i have people planned for the preview and the review for that show so those are all the episodes from now till september 10th so one more time just a little bit of housekeeping um today the 10th marks with mike's dark match podcast wrestling cheers crossover episode i will get into everything about that once again just shortly got regular episodes on the 13th 20th and 27th all interviews of wrestlers that don't normally wrestle or have never wrestled in the northeast ohio area on august 17th and 24th we will be previewing and reviewing black label pro we're back a wrestler story on september 3rd and 10th we will be previewing and reviewing aiw's i assure you are open 
and September 7th, one more interview that is planned and in the books. It's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of content. On top of all that, let's get into what this episode's about. Uh, a little disclaimer, I will get into two. Um, the audio on this is not great. I am honestly 100% ashamed of how bad the audio is here. Um, a simple mistake, uh, and I'm gonna put a lot of the blame on me. You will notice that myself and JT, uh, our audio peaks a lot, and it, it, it gives us really bad audio distorted. Um, I don't know the exact word for it, but normally it's when the audio is too high and it gives you that bad audio. Well, I don't want to get into it. The way we recorded it, um, I knew better, but I was maybe more excited about us getting getting together and recording it that I should have said something, and it was just a an accident, a stupid, unnecessary accident that, like I said, shouldn't have happened. So. If, if you don't want to listen to this episode or the other episodes, uh, I'm not going to be hurt by that. I'll probably all I ask you is just download these episodes. If not, uh, if you can stomach through this audio, because understand, we were sat down and we recorded four hours and we didn't have headphones on. Um, and I think that kind of like is a reason why there's, there's a little bit of the, the poor audio quality on part of it. Uh, and there's a reason why Pat sounds good. And it's nothing against Pat. Um, it's just how we had things set up. And if I'm being honest, we all should have been set up the way Pat was. Uh, and that was an oversight on my site. So, but we recorded this four hours of audio. We sat down at Pat's probably like the beginning of June, I want to say, uh, right as a lot of the Black Lives Matter stuff was going on. And we had this, and this has been, this has been in talks since before COVID. And then when COVID happened, we talked about, well, maybe we'll do it, we'll do it online. But it was like, no, the point is we're talking about the the beef. We're talking about the issues that I had with them and how we've, we've gone past that. And then I'm just the, turning into a discussion between three friends. Um, I had fun. It, it was a great night uh, just hanging out. Like I said, four hours of audio and we we might have been there an hour or so before we started recording. So and we were there a little bit after that, too. So we were there quite some time at Pat's house. So big thanks to Pat for inviting us over. Um, huge shout out to Marks with Mikes and Dark Match Podcast. Uh, if you did notice last week on the episode, I did throw them in on the shout outs. And like I said, this has been recorded back in June, but I wanted to save the shout outs until this week. Uh, uh, this episode was actually supposed to come out like two weeks ago too. We've had a lot of, uh, we've had some issues and whatnot. So we're finally, it's, it's seen the light of day. 100% sorry for the audio quality. This is not normal. Maybe we'll get together in the future and we will we will fix this and we, we will actually record something with the three of us live in person that doesn't have that audio quality, but expect more between myself, Dark Match Podcast, and Marks with Mics in the coming months, years, whatever. We're still, we're all going to be working together. We're, we're friends. We, you know, there's no issues with us and uh, we have open dialogue and you'll probably, I don't know, You'll probably see us more crossovers. Uh, I have an intent for them to come on at some point in the future. No exact time plan, but I want them to come on. Maybe preview and review an AIW show when the world gets back to normal. Maybe we do. I just want to cross over with individual with just Dark Match podcast. Maybe just with Wrestling Cheers. We'll see how things go. But let's get into part two 
of the three-part crossover part one you can find over at marks with mics on their feed they're on facebook twitter and instagram on facebook marks with mics all one word same goes for twitter and instagram and part three like i said is on the dark match podcast you can find them on facebook at the dark match podcast and then twitter and instagram dark match pc all one word they're both available on pretty much every single podcast platform much like we are so without any further ado this audio is about 70 minutes long so let's get into that and we'll come back and wrap up the show i remember like when we were going through our stuff and i think it was when we oh my in that part like at the end or when we when we i don't, I don't want to say at first it wasn't a squash i agreed to a ceasefire I said. a ceasefire that's what it was those were those were the exact words i, I was a like ceasefire that's what he said was like and, with ceasefire which basically we're not gonna make shots at each other which that's the problem with, yeah that was going on and it was escalating so i was just like i'm not like i don't want to feel like because i don't know sometimes i'm really stubborn so I, was like, I don't want to just say squash it but i'm gonna at least give you a ceasefire so there'll be no shit talking nothing like i'll be done with that fuck that shit and then slowly over time like that's when uh fences can actually be bent. but going back something that was said uh you mentioned this to me and i'm like wow like that was never me and i could be just one of those things of hearsay and telephone where it was like when you when you lost your first child and like supposedly like i was happy about that i'm like whoa no because no 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 the, 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 the words were uh you know when when that happened there, there, there was some shots taken. It wasn't saying that you were happy, but okay, there were yeah. shots taken. Yeah. And I look at it like going back, like I mentioned, like Pac. Pac and Biggie. And the the song Running, Living to Die like yeah. that, that they did. And, and like the whenever the the, ver, the version they put out with like, like Biggie talking at the end, like where he just talks about... Pac always coming back you know I wouldn't want to see death from nobody because there's no coming back from that and I kind of felt like that like don't think there was any uh I never like wanted to hear like when I, when I actually heard like you lot I'm like man like that's fucked up like I'm, I'm really sorry about that and I think we, we talked about that a little briefly at Wrestle Rager that year and like trust me like that was real that was like real words like it wasn't like bullshit because like even at that time for me I was kind of like souring on you guys a little bit I kind of went a little bit with that respect thing um so i yeah that was like real words like that and i'm like i'm happy you're, you're at where you're at now baby being born congratulations that is fucking awesome well you know the good the good thing about that is you know when, when we had that that chance to talk you know we got we got to find out things about each other like i didn't i didn't know that you had lost your mother and you can literally feel and see when you told me that i felt it yep. how my heart broke yeah because it was like you know i know for me how much my mom means to me yeah and to hear that happen to you my heart literally broke when you told me that when we talked yeah. outside of the of the Odeon. yeah like it literally broke and i i literally put my hand on your shoulder mm-hmm. i was like man i'm so so disheart like i'm so not happy to hear that like i'm so sorry for your loss man i'm i'm so sorry like my heart broke yeah. and it's like because it's like you know at the end of the day i'm human at the end of the day and it's like you know 
I have empathy and I have sympathy. Yeah. And it's yeah. like as soon as as soon as I heard that heart broke, I can literally feel myself getting ready to choke up. But it's like I got a man up. I got a yeah. man up. So it's like, you know, at, after that conversation, you know, I went back. I told I, I, I told Dre, I was like, look, man, there's no beef that's squashed. It's like we we, we had a conversation, whatever. But um, from there, you end up reaching out to me again and you reach out to me again. Wow. This is uh, after my house caught on fire. Yeah. You reached out to me on Facebook. The very last person I would have thought would have reached out to me, reached out to me in a message. Now, I remember this because I called Pat because Pat Pat reached out to me as soon as it happened. I said, Pat, guess who just reached out to me? He said, who? said you'd never guess he said who i said summer's just reached out to me and i felt that shit because yeah. like at the time like I, I know i wasn't following but maybe i saw a retweet or something and i was just like it kind of goes back to what i was saying about you know you never never wish death on nobody grant that wasn't death but that is just losing so much i mean you, you lost a cat too i know i know what that yeah. feels like and that lost that, kale that that's horrible so i was just like that's like when we really started mending fences and I know I'm one person that when you try to mend defense, I don't want it to be immediate. So it was like after that day at the Odeon, I don't want to be like, all right, let's be friends tomorrow. We, we had time to. Yeah, you got to build stuff. Yeah. I mean, it takes time. Rome wasn't built in a yeah, day. Yeah. We had time to breathe, too, between all of it to where it was just like chill, separate, be cool. And then obviously when that happened, it was just like, well, like this is when because like going back to like I mentioned about my two sides. Like when I, there's a reason why I say Mr. Rogers because when the documentary came out, "Won't You Be My Neighbor," I went and seen that, and it literally changed me. And it took time to like really have that like echo through a lot of my life life where I need to take certain things and I need to work on them. What's it, sad about that movie is my wife fell asleep during it. Oh man, I know. I was like, how could you fall asleep during this? This is such a good movie. So good. I saw it all More importantly, it's a Tom Hanks movie. No, no, no. How could, you, how could you fall asleep during a Tom Hanks movie? Not that one. The documentary. Oh. Won't You Be My Neighbor? Because that's mind. a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Well, I stand corrected. Fun fact, I actually met Mr. Rogers. Oh, uh, I'm so jealous. I met him, I want to say, 93 or 94. I met him at church. Uh, came to Redemptive Life fellowship in west palm beach he was a he was a speaker he came there he did the whole routine with the shoes i mean i got i got to see mr rogers in person and it was perfect because my dad was the uh was the associate pastor so i sat literally front row so i yeah so i got to see him live in person but um but just 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 to go back to, to to what you know taking that time to mend the fence and breathe you reaching out to me and i think the very next opportunity we had the chance to actually see each other was at the aiw show in akron that was the show where hey yo scott all yeah that 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 was that was the show we got to see each other and you know even then we didn't get a chance to really talk i mean you were busy it was so crowded it was crowded but then, you know, you reach out to me, you reach out to Pat and you say, why don't we sit down and actually record, hash all this out and just talk about it? Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, dialogue is one of the most important keys in any type of business in any just in human nature, period. You can't get anywhere in life without dialogue. 
And yeah. I'm glad that we're having this right now. Yeah. We're just sitting down talking about it. Like, I feel as though, like, I was, like I mentioned, like, I felt like I was kind of on the outside, like, trying to get anything, any type of context. Like, now hearing it, like, it definitely makes sense. But, like, I was always, like, on the outside. Like, why is this going on? Why is this essentially, like, this i wouldn't even say like beef like why is there like we don't support them because they don't support us right and it was always like i i anytime i can like pump up marks with mics um and the funny thing too was like it was mentioned on their show was i've listened to pod van damme for a while and i was driving for uber one night i was just bored got in the car that episode? and like just decided you know what i'm gonna go drive and i had someone like um he was going to uh the ufc fight he's like i'm more of a fan of like fake fighting is what he called it don't say that to a wrestler they'll fucking kick your ass but i was like oh you mean like professional wrestling and at the time before i picked him up on my phone i was watching iwc on the iwc network yeah and i was like oh man i was just i was literally just watching wrestling before i picked you up and we got to talking like wrestling cheers was brought up and then i like i was like yeah yeah like i i I listened to wrestling cheers too and he's just like well like you run a wrestling yeah i've heard of that and then he starts like going through the dialogue he's like yeah like i'm on pod van damme i'm like i've listened to you guys for like like over a year yeah and he's like and he like he didn't say it in the car which i wish he would have because like i absolutely would have like started referencing episodes but like he like waited until he was on the show he's like yeah like i i didn't believe him at all like then like one of the other guys on the show is like yeah i believe him because i got a huge ego but yeah like it, it was just like i always felt like i was always on the outside like i will pump up any show any anyone to get listeners like even if you like what we do if you don't if you're like hey it's just something to listen to maybe there's another show that's out there that you can you can get hooked to go listen to them show them support Uh, especially for people that are on anchor or any other platform one view that that's money in their pocket yeah, uh, that's a shirt that that the wrestler that was on their show will will get. You become an instant fan because you listen to this person on their show, and now you're following their career. And lo and behold, uh, they're in NXT or they're in WWE, they're in AEW, they're in Impact Wrestling, wherever it may be. So you never know what's going to happen. So I'll I'll support anyone, but I always felt like I was always like on the outside, and it kind of felt like it was like a like a silent beef between like my co-host at the time and and you and i just remember there was like like one tweet that was sent out that literally like sent him over the fucking ed- like i've never seen him like lose his yes like i remember it like i was like why are like and i had to like pull him aside like not necessarily like pull him aside but i like just had to look at him and be like why is this ruining your life and it was a tweet that it it was a comment that was made to somebody apparently about our 
our setup. Because when we first started, we were recording at the Ohio Center for Broadcasting. That, that Before I decided, you know what, I'm just going to invest in it because I'd rather just record from home. Yeah. We, we would go to the Ohio Center for Broadcasting. Well, the problem was that at the Ohio Center for Broadcasting, it's very limited what they have. You, you've been there. You, you completely understand. You never gave me a slot. Nope. I just kicked something over. Your foot saved it, though. Thank, thank you. That was a bottle of vodka. Thank you so Size much. Size 19s, brother. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, like, it was very limited, but, like, we couldn't look at other – because it's a school. It's a college. We can't look at other kids that are literally, like, trying to get a grade on a project. Like, hey, you have to leave this studio because it's the only studio that has two mics. So you need to get the fuck out so we can record our podcast that doesn't get us any type of grade whatsoever. Yeah. So, like, it was always so difficult. And he made a comment to somebody, apparently. And apparently you tweeted about it. Like, oh, like, why don't you, like, invest in more equipment if you only have two microphones? This, I vaguely kind of remember that comment. It, it was, like, a tweet or something. He's like, I didn't even say that to Summers. And I'm like watching him lose his mind. I'm like, why is this ruining your life? Like, we're we're working with what we have. Like, why why does it matter if what he says? Like, and I just like, and I felt like that was where I kind of got brought into it, where it really like introduced me to it, and I was like, okay, whatever. Like, no big deal. Like. I'm I'm still gonna listen to the show. I'm still gonna follow along. I'm still gonna support. Yeah, you can go be mad all you want, but yeah. like, why is what he said ruining? It's like a pickle on a a, a burger that you didn't order pickles. You said yeah. no pickles. They gave you a pickle, and instead of just taking the pickle off of the burger, you decide you're going to go up there and throw the burger in <laughs> in the worker's face. Like, it, it just, I don't know why, but, like, it's good that, like, we can sit down here, figure everything out, and, and just have a dialogue, because I felt for, we've been doing this now for two years, I felt like I was on the outside of everything for two years. Yeah. Like, you said that your first experience with AIW and an independent show was JT Lightning Invitational Tournament, that I believe... The one that you're referencing is the year that Joey Janela won. I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, too. Jo- Joey was there. Who won uh, it last year? Was it Matt Justice? Yeah, yeah, Matt Justice. Yeah, won. Matt Justice won it last year. My God, like I'm so pissed that they postponed it for this year too. Um, yeah. My first event, like my first actual independent wrestling show. Jeez, hit me with yours because I have to think about mine because I I have like four that are coming up in my head right now. First, what was your first independent wrestling show? There's my first almost, or I actually had a couple almost. One was actually going to be an IWC show. Uh, it was before they had Night of Superstars. There was an April show that they were bringing in a lot of names. One of the big names that they were bringing in that I was kind of excited for. This hasn't aged well, especially recently. Sunny. And I was gonna have her. Sign, Not at all. I was gonna have her sign an old uh, Raw magazine that I had, the one of her in lingerie. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's probably a bunch, but there's one in particular. Uh, 
couldn't go to that because no one would go with me. And at the time, I was like, I don't want to go to a show alone. Uh, I think I almost went to a couple. I would have went to a couple AIW shows and Prime Wrestling shows if it wasn't for like my work schedule. The first one that opened up yep. was a PWO show in Streetsboro, which I wish they still had them there. But it's a place that's no longer there. I think it, I want to say it was called the Arena, but it might not. I it's been so long I can't remember. But uh, notable name on that show, a guy you might know by the name of Brody Lee, mm. was working with uh, Prime Wrestling at the time with Marion Fontaine. He was Fontaine's bodyguard because. That was one of the dudes that, or basically the main dude that Nash went up against at Resolution, and it, it was he was a partner in a tag match. So it was basically yeah. you had Kevin Nash, Diesel, and the big rig Brody Lee on opposite sides of the ring. Uh, that's well, also uh, Gargano was there too. Yeah, first first wrestler I got a picture with and bought something off was with M Dog Matt Cross because he was also there. And I think that was the taping that he won the PWO title. For I don't know how, how many of time, but it was it was a big thing at the end of the show. So that that was my first AEW show. I'm, I mean, my first wrestling show, independent wrestling show. What was your first AEW show? My first AEW show was it was Absolution. I don't remember what year it was. All I remember is the main event was. Chris Sabin and Kevin Steen. And I know that it was an absolution, if memory serves me correctly. Was that... That sounds like Resolution 9. Was it at Turner's Hall? Yes. How is it that you go to an AIW... You go to all these AIW shows that I'm not at? One of the rare shows (laughs) I missed. There was... I know that it was Matt Cross and Prohibition. Yes. Um... And then it was actually the first show because I went to the coinciding school that uh, Gargano went to. I went to Lakewood um, and I always heard about Gargano um, through like mutual friends that also went to 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 Ed's. And for the longest time, like everyone was talking about this kid. Like, being in wrestling school, he's going to be a huge star. And I saw him. He fought... God, who did he fight? Ethan Page. Was... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was a rematch. Yeah. Kind of a rematch of, I believe, the year before. Yeah. It was... It was Steen... Yeah. Steen Saban. I I know it was Prohibition and Cross. um, Gargano... And then there was, oh, God, I know Vita Scott was there, too. You know what? It was Vita Scott and Gregory Iron. Like, I got hooked. And the week, like, I think it was a week later. No, 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 no. It wasn't a week later. Um, Might have been. I don't know. Um, I went to another show that was, like, in Illyria. And um, one of the people Mega. there was Carlito. Um, oh, okay. Not, not Mega. But. Or maybe it was Mega. And then, like, a few months... Like, I, I had been to a couple different shows. Like, one... Oh, God. Like, I, I've been to somewhere, like, the turnout was, like, five people. Yeah. Like, I remember sitting in a gym. It was in Lorraine. And the big name on the show was, was Brian Cage. And this was, like, right, like, oh, in the you had to say heat. it was five people. I already know the company you're talking about. 
fucking boot. Yeah, yeah. Sure no, I it's know who it is. Yeah, no, you. you I, I'm sure you do. He. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it off the air. I'm gonna pull <laughs> Jack Pollock right now and say that we're gonna talk about it off the air. But we're almost an hour and a half in, by the way. Okay. Well, it's fine. We, we can talk about it. It was a um, the initials rhyme with uh, M A W. Um, was oh shit, I didn't even disguise that sorry um but there was like five people there um and brian cage was literally like one of like the biggest names that they had yet he was eliminated in the main event first like within like three seconds it was an elimination match for the championship and he was eliminated first wow yeah so not a not the best of experiences. I, I did meet Billy Gunn at the show. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. That, that was a plus. So, but um, that was uh, another experience. I've had a lot more, unfortunately, like WWE like experiences. Like I, my first wrestling show that I went to um, that I actually, well, I should premise this. The first wrestling show that I actually wanted to go to, I actually went to, um SummerSlam. Like at, at the Gun Arena. Ninety six. Yeah. Went to SummerSlam. Didn't know anything about wrestling. Wow. I thought I thought I was going to a Cavs game or like <laughs> or like a Lumberjacks game. My friend asked if I wanted to go to an event at the Gun Arena. I had never been to the Gun Arena. I was like, Yeah, like I'll go. And I was like, Okay, where's the ring? Like where where's the rink actually? I, I didn't say ring. Rink and there's a ring. I'm like, what are we at? He's like, Oh, we're at wrestling. I'm like, What's wrestling? Damn. Now, mind you, at the time I would have been grounded if I watched wrestling. Um, but the first actual wrestling event that I went to that I actually wanted to go to was No Mercy in ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um main event was Triple H and Stone Cold. Big takeaway match from that event was the Hardys and Edge and Christian in the Terry Invitational Tournament. Did oh, you- and China winning the Intercontinental Championship and also the Fabulous Moolah being the oldest WWE Women's Champion of all time. Did you go to Unforgiven 2008? I did. I actually sat right behind the ECW announce table. I was ringside. Dude, I was second row. Right Dude, holy shit. Dude, you know where, uh, okay, you have like announcer's row or whatever, you, like right yeah, where the, like the two announce tables are, and then yeah. you have the little pit? Yeah. I was right next to the pit, second row. Yeah, I the was. bellkeeper pit. I had a picture. I'd have to dig it up. I, I, I might not even actually have it anymore. I had a picture of Cody Rhodes' tag team title. Yeah. Because it was right there, and the kid in front of me took a picture, like timekeeper held it up, and I was like, oh, can I get a picture too? He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I was on the really opposite side. Like I was I was first row. I was literally sitting right behind Joey Styles and Taz. Look uh look at the left of the screen. You're gonna see a beardless me. Are you holding your phone up? Yes. Or camera. Yeah. Back in the time when do you remember when like you actually had to carry a camera with you because the camera on your phone was dog shit? Yeah, it was back in those days. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say like a, a beardless me, but I'm going to say a hair, like a, an individual with hair. Yeah. Like for me, I, I was the most, um, I think I wore like a polo. Like I think I actually like dressed up for the event. Yeah. Because I, I had no idea how to go. Um, 
but that was one of the events I went to. I went, I was at, oh, geez, I was at SummerSlam 96. I was at No Mercy 99. Um, I went to Invasion. Oh, good. Yeah, terrible. Um, I went. Good as in like a landmark event. Because yes, like exactly. I went to Survivor Series um, in 2004, 2005, I think it was. When did when was Survivor Series in Cleveland? Only ones I can remember are the Richfield ones. Yeah, no, that there was, was cool. there was yeah. one over ago. Yeah, there was the one that was it was Survivor Series two thousand four, if memory serves me correctly. Um, I went to I went to Unforgiven, um, and then all the terrible pay per views since then, really, like tables, ladders, chairs, and chairs. chairs. Uh, I went to. Um, fast lane. Not the fast lane too. Oh god! So I, I'm gonna have to actually pull up a picture from. Uh, I I don't actually have any pictures because the camera I was holding, believe it or not, there was a kid that was behind me. Um, he was probably like nine or so. He had an HBK hat on, a Hardy Boys shirt, the Jeff Hardy like arm yeah, sleeves. Yeah. And I was significantly taller than him. Even when I was sitting down, he couldn't see. So his mom actually asked if I could hold his camera. So there's if I pull up Unforgiven on my phone and find the part where I'm standing behind Joey Styles and I'm taking pictures, I'm not even holding my own camera. I don't have any like any records of me ever being at the show with the exception is of if I go on the network, I can see me on the network Yeah, and I show my kids like it's a badge of honor. Like, Hey, daddy's on a pay-per-view. Look at that. Yep. Yep. And my kids are like, they, they're like, dad, we really don't care. Going back to Orlando when, you know, when they did like that WWE 24 where they're taking like all that footage from tailgating. Yeah. There's footage of me, uh, Met up with a bunch of my friends that go back to that allwrestling.com weekend review. A lot of friends that I made from there, some international, like we had like a tailgating party there. The footage they picked, I was sitting on a chair and the camera was behind me. And the only clip you see is me starting to get up. You don't even fucking see my face. I was like, motherfucker. <sighs> I had, I had, it was during Cena and Bella versus Ms. and Maurice. There was actually a camera right in front of myself and and they were pointing it like right at us. And I was like, we're going to be on something like we'll be on like Total Bellas or whatever show it's going to be. And it was just the entire time she was chanting. Let's go see. It was my friend Louise. She's chanting. Let's go Cena. And I'm chanting Cena sucks in like unison. Yeah. And then as they walk away, she's like, you know what? That was our opportunity to be on Total Bellas. But because you were chanting Cena sucks, they're not going to fucking use it. <laughs> and she didn't talk to me for the rest of the night. She's like, that was my opportunity. Like, the Bellas were going to see me. I'm like, oh, my God. You met them at Access. Calm down. Like, they've already met you. Like, relax. And she's, I'm convinced she still hasn't forgiven me because they've <laughs> never used that footage at all, like in any aspect. My main, one of my main reasons of driving there and back was because uh, being an over the road truck driver for a little period of time, I learned, oh, there's some good food that I can't get here that I can get down, down there and get to other places like uh, Whataburger. There's actually Whataburger in Jacksonville. 
Is it really? Yeah. So I've driven through Jacksonville so many times. I've never had Whataburger. Oh, yeah, delicious. Well, that that can be a fun conversation right here. Yeah. We'll, we'll finish your story yeah. and then we'll on the way, discuss that. On the way back, we stopped at Zachby's because that's one of my other favorite oh, uh, places that you can't get around here. No. So okay. Shout out to Zaxby's. Oh, uh, like their Zach, sauce. Zach's I'm about to say I actually have a stack of Zach sauce because anytime I'm in a Zachby's area, I'll stop get some and order like five extra things of Zach sauce. Because it is just so good. You probably remember this better than I do. We actually talked about Zaxby's on our show. What guest was it? Do you remember? I tweeted about it. Yeah. He said, because we got into a conversation about the sauce, like, and it's like crack. Crash Jackson? Yes. Thank you. It was. Yes. Yeah. It was like the... Because I compared it to Chick-fil-A sauce, and I said that I prefer Chick-fil-A sauce, and you would have thought I told him, like, I didn't believe in Santa Claus or something. Oh, Zachby. Oh, so good. But anyway, so we, we drove down there, got there thir- Thursday. That's when, like, uh, one of the first things we did, like, went to, actually after we got situated and everything, uh, you know, went to Access, went to the big WWE title thing that they had at that one little lake or whatever. I f- forget what it was. But know that that was a little tourist thing and that we went and did that. Uh, and then I think we went somewhere for dinner and just kind of like chilled. He went to Joe, the first Joe Janela spring break. And then I think there was an Evolve show before or after that. I was so beat. Like I passed the fuck out. Yeah. Like I, cause I'd just been up like, I think like 30 hours and I'm just like, I gotta, I gotta get sleep. I'm. That, that's how I felt. Like, I was going to go to the Hardys had the tailgate the next day. And I was going to go to the tailgate, like, yeah. the morning of Mania. Yeah. I was like, let's let's hit that up. Got back from ROH, and I was like, there's no freaking way. Yeah. I'm waking up any earlier than, like, 1230. Yeah. Uh, I was like, there, there's no freaking way. Yeah. Now, mind you, the morning after, like, side note, morning after Mania, now, anyone that's ever been to a mania, you're not getting out of anywhere until at least like four o'clock in the morning. True. Like Ubers are impossible. Trying to get your car out if you even park close by is impossible. And we didn't get home until I, I didn't get home until about five o'clock in the morning. My wife called me, kid you not, eight thirty in the morning with the kids. They want to talk to you. It's like I am like I had no voice. I was fried to a crisp and I was going on three hours of sleep. Don't know why I had to bring that up, but I barely slept that entire time. And every single time that I said, I'm going to sleep all day. Nope. My phone just kept on ringing, kept on ringing, kept on ringing until uh, I'm trying to find this. uh, This picture of me from Unforgiven and guess who's out in the ring right now. Shad Gaspar. Damn. Yeah. Oh, man. Where am I? There I am. Uh-oh. Hold on. Going going back to, to my WrestleMania weekend, then the next day, first day of, like, doing WrestleCon and everything, <laughs> was actually my birthday. Really? Yeah, so I got to spend, like, my birthday doing all of this, like, wrestling stuff. I got to meet, even though he was, because this is the cool thing, like, if you've ever been to WrestleCon, is not only can you meet wrestlers there when they're doing the meet and greet stuff, a lot of times 
There's wrestlers walking around. There you go. Just found it. Here. <laughs> I have like this really ridiculous look on my face. I'm behind. You can see me behind the cowboy hat right there. Because I let him stand in front of me. <laughs> and I look ridiculous. But also because that day uh, I got it was the first time I ever met Adam Cole because he was just in the early stages of dating one Britt Baker, who was at the AIW table. And I she introduced me to him and I like at our cards like, hey, I like today's birthday. Like, oh, man, happy birthday. So that, that was really fucking cool, too. I met Adam Cole at IWC. Um at Super Indie a couple of years ago. So, and that was, it was funny because Britt Baker was there too. So, were you there? I've only been to one IWC show. Which one were you at? Uh, Night of Superstars. Oh, the one that you premised. Never mind. Yeah. No, no, no. Because that was one I almost went to. That was the one you almost was went bef- to. Yeah. It was before official Night of Superstars because they didn't call it that, but it was in April around the same time of what would end up becoming Night of Superstars. But anyway, it was Night of Superstars. Uh, 2018 yeah 2018 because that's when Infinity War came out uh, took one of, my, one of my best friends his first independent wrestling show and took his son his first independent wrestling show and uh, see Swagger Mysterio Mark Henry were like some of the, the yeah. bigger names there Chelsea Green was also there I'm trying to remember like they have I don't know about like Night of the Superstars this year was supposed to be huge, but they postponed it until next year. Yeah, so that's like a that's an absolute throwback. Like they're gonna have Diamond Dallas Page, um, they're gonna have um, Jake the Snake Roberts is gonna be there, Sergeant Slaughter. So they 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 pull it out for for Night of the Superstars. Yeah. So and then even like their Super Indie tournaments, like they get some pretty big names and that's also unfortunately been postponed as well till september so what are we doing now without independent wrestling that's uh that's the big question right now well so. i mean there's also going back and watching some independent wrestling that you may have never discovered before you yep. can find these own streaming apps such as iwtv uh power Power Slam TV. There's also nothing else on uh, nothing else on TV, and um, the other one. Gosh, it's slipping my tongue. Gosh, it was. I was just literally tuning into this. High Spots Network. What's that? High Spots Network. High Spots Network. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you can also go back watch some wrestling. I mean, for me it's great because being a person that's on this journey of learning independent wrestlers, learning more about independent wrestling, it gives me the chance to dig, do some inform- get some information, and also get to see some of these stars before they were stars. Like I got I got to see K K T B uh, wrestle. I think this is one of his matches, like from 2016 or something like that. Can't remember which promotion it was. But I remember watching it on uh, Power Slam TV. Uh, same thing with MJF. Of course, the first my first introduction to MJF was at JLit. When he told you to shut the fuck up. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, and then uh, that, that that was also my first introduction to Coke Cabana when he called me out <laughs> and called me Stevie Ray. We've been friends ever since. Well, but- it's, it's like that one show that I was at where. 
Uh, who, who? It was Teddy Hart that was screaming out to everybody that I was allergic to pussy. <laughs> he like walked out with his cat and like he's like, "You want to pet it?" And I'm like, uh, "I can't. I'm allergic." He literally just yells out in front of the entire crowd, "Everybody, this guy's allergic to pussy!" Oh, like literally out in front of everybody. Still, do not like Teddy Hart. But that's uh, my guy. I love him. So Brian Pillman Jr. just looks at me and he just because he's been on the show too. I've met him quite a few times. He just looks at me. He goes, "Sorry." I'm like, "It's cool. Like I'll play along. Like it's no big deal." But I think one of the craziest experiences that I've had with, uh, well, we've already talked about it too. Like I saw Jesus. I I saw Kevin Steen, and even seeing like Johnny Gargano now, like in Independence and everything that he's doing. Especially, we're recording this now. It's the night before in your house and. Geez, thank God they finally brought back in your house. Like, that was my childhood in a nutshell. Todd Pettengill. Yeah. Like, in your house was the big one. I just remember, like, my big memory growing up, because, like, I've mentioned numerous times, like, I was never allowed to watch wrestling, ever. Uh, I was, it was banned in my household, and I remember the exact moment where my parents just literally just, like, said, fuck it. They're like, you know what? We're not going to be able to prevent him from watching, and he's going to find a new way. It was on Valentine's Day in 1999. I remember it because the only thing I wanted to watch was St. Valentine's Day Massacre, and I wanted to go watch it. at um, There was a place nearby us, which was uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, which that's the name of it now, but it used to be BW3. Um, and if you've ever been in Rocky River uh, near us, for those individuals that are listening that know the area, in Rocky River, there's an auto zone. Well, previously, there was a uh, BW3, and they would always show, whether it was WWF or WCW, they would do all of the pay-per-views there. And finally convinced my parents to take me. I was so pumped. We walk in. Like, getting ready. I got my Austin shirt on. I'm so pumped. And there's no pay-per-view on. And, like, my dad looks at the manager and he goes, you guys show the pay-per-views all the time. And he goes, yeah, well, um, because of the holiday, we didn't want any uh, additional guests because of the holiday. Wow. And my dad literally looks at this poor woman and just goes, what kind of sad piece of shit is bringing his fucking date to BW3 for Valentine's Day? <laughs> and he's like, that's it. We're getting out of here. And he just like walked out. I'm like, Dad, but what about the pay-per-view? Instead of like researching like other places, we go home. They try to order it. My cable provider at the time, we don't have it. We can't get pay-per-view. Wow. So my childhood shot in a nutshell. Was it Cox? I don't remember who we had, but we had like the most basic of cable boxes you would ever see. Like it was just, um, it, it was pretty much just like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it just had like the number of the channel. That was our cable box. That was it. It just said what number channel you were on. Was it like in red? Like the yes. Li- yes. Oh man, shoot! I know all about. Listen, and it's like for me, and I can relate because in my mom's house, wrestling was forbidden. In my dad's house, I can watch wrestling because he's the one that got me into wrestling. Yeah, but I can never 
for the life of me figure out why my mom didn't want me to watch wrestling. I mean, it's not like I was watching porn or something. It's like, you know, it's it's, it's they, wrestling. They don't want us... To, well, at the same point, like, my mom didn't want me doing it at home, and she was right because I, I mimicked everything I saw. I broke too many couches. We had this one couch I remember growing up that the middle of the couch literally was broken. Yeah, you would sit on the couch and you would sink in because I would stand on the like the armrest and I would just swanton into the middle of the couch whenever I would have an opportunity. If we could, if no one was home, I would take the couch cushions and every blanket I could get my hands on in the house and I would make like a makeshift like maybe like 10 by 3 size wrestling ring that was literally <laughs> the size of it and we would just do like wrestling it was like me and like a couple like friends of mine would just do wrestling moves on each other like we wouldn't put on matches or anything like that like and then when we decided we wanted to have matches it was in my front yard and we used inflatable couches now if you've never taken a power bomb on an inflatable couch I do not recommend it because there's this thing that happens. I don't need to explain science or arithmetic to you that when a, a large force is coming down on something inflatable um, and it can't expand enough, it explodes. Um, so I, I've been a victim of a couple power bombs through like an inflatable couch that the couch did not make it. And I immediately just hit the ground anyway. Yeah. Damn. Damn. I mean, that happened a couple times. Yeah. Now that you mention it, if AEW's listening, I'm pretty sure we'll see that in one of their next matches. Get an inflatable couch. I I think it would actually be pretty comical to watch someone try to do the move, but they have to blow it up beforehand. I think that'd add a nice little comedy like bit to it. Joey like, Janela versus Jimmy Havoc inflatable couch match. Well, let let's let's be honest. I and no disrespect to Joey Janela, I don't think he has a lung capacity. I haven't smoked in quite some time, but I can honestly tell you that I would probably one of us is going to fall. We need to get like literally a Deadpool going right now. <laughs> First one to wind up on their ass from these goddamn chairs. I am secured. <laughs> I'm you good. are because you have the new one. That's right. You have the new chairs. You're not stuck, are you? No, nah, I'm not stuck at all. I'm okay, comfortable. Good. And my life's not in danger. I'm like half off of the patio right now. Like my the back of my chair is in the little guard that prevents the children from going into the garden. But like every like 30 seconds, I just see you and like the chair shifts in some way and one of us winds up on their ass. So I think we need a Deadpool to find out who falls first. Okay, I got five saying that it's going to be Summers just because it clicked twice. Yes, it clicked. <laughs> At the, it, it was a two-clicker. It gave him a double tap. At the mind click once, I was like, nah, bro. Yeah, like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> I've seen this movie. Mm -mm -mm. Nope. I've seen how this plays out. Like, and the no, thing, that's the not thing is, is, like, I fall in slow motion, so you're going to hear the click and the chair break but it's gonna be a good three minutes before i hit the ground so well, funny thing was like a few weeks ago i was at my friend's house at like a bonfire i go to stand up brand new like camping chair i have literally leg just goes out from underneath it i'm i tumble and the last thing i see is my legs in the air but then i see my friend fall too because i took him out too it was like from like a like it was literally like a scene from a movie 
And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to defend myself that I'm not drunk right now. I was sober as a bird. <laughs> but I literally just took my friend out, too, because my chair gave up. It's either I'm drunk or I've just really gained that much weight that I uh, I broke a chair, which sometimes is a fun. Uh, it, it could be a fun uh, badge of honor, I guess. But well, listen, that bet's still on. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, going through remaining of the show. But you two were talking about your WrestleMania moments yes. in Orlando. Unfortunately, I miss Orlando. I went to New Orleans. You mentioned trying to get at least, you know, three hours of sleep while you were there. Zero hours of sleep while I was in New Orleans. I'll give you how my day started. All right. I get to New Orleans. I'm already mad because I had to go by myself. Uh, My wife ended up canceling her ticket. Did you fly or did you drive? I flew. Okay. I flew there and... um. You know, I still had all these extra tickets. I had extra ticket, extra ticket for Raw, extra extra ticket for SmackDown, extra ticket for Mania. Oh, so shit, why weren't we friends then? <laughs> we were friends, but I just didn't invite you. Uh, wow, fuck. <laughs> No, 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 no. We didn't know each other. Yeah. What are you talking about, dude? We had to know each other because Is it for thirty. No, we did for not. Thirty-four, not thirty. Oh, thirty-four. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, there was no way I was convinced my wife to let me go to 34. There was no way she was letting me go to to, Orlando, to uh, New Orleans without her. Yeah. Th- this Not was, a chance. This was 34, and I had all these extra tickets. I ended up flying out there. I get there. Uh, this is how I ended up meeting Cheech. I met him at the airport with him, his cousins, uh, his uncles. We're getting lit at the bar in the airport they're buying me drinks i'm doing the same thing returning the favor we're on the plane his uncle gets kicked off the plane what uh, yeah he gets kicked off the plane because he was a little bit hammered uh so they had to catch another plane we get to new orleans their hotel's not too far away from our hotel and we're there and this is when i end up meeting one of my listeners and friends uh in germany sebastian so i meet him we're actually rooming like his hotel was this door i'm like the next next door down and we end up just catching an uber together sharing a ride and from there me and this guy and cheech between all three of us and other people that we met partied literally from the moment that we hit bourbon street which would be like around 1 30 2 30 p.m we would leave Bourbon Street the next morning, like around 7.30, 8.30 in the morning. Mind you, go back to the hotel, get a little food in our system, go back. Sebastian is cracking back the beers. We're having beers. We're drinking vodka. By the time I know it, it's almost 10.30. At that time, Jeez. I take a dirt nap. This is every day. Mind you, I went to everything. When I say everything, everything. So you're talking about... You're talking about uh, the Hall of Fame. You're talking about Impact versus Lucha. You're talking about um, NXT TakeOver. You're talking about um, Raw, SmackDown. I was there for everything. Long story oh, short. Wait. Yeah, the whole week. Long story short, I end up selling uh, selling my tickets, uh, two of them at least, online on, uh, I believe, with StubHub. That's when I end up meeting a friend of mine now uh, who has the Fight Talk podcast, Stephen Jensen, uh, formerly of Nashville, now inside uh, Atlanta, GA. Uh, he ended up buying the ticket for all. We ended up meeting and hitting it off from there. Still friends to this day. Actually, 
This is when you and I end up meeting up at NWA 70 and I end up running into Steven Jensen then as well. But the Mania ticket, oh, I'm at- I'm surprised we even got into NWA. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Oh, I remember that. Uh, yeah, when he pulled that fucking move, mm. I was like, we're not getting through these doors. Mm-mm-mm. I was like, we're literally at, we're at the start. Like, we're at the gate. Literally getting ready to walk in and you're going to pull a move like that. Mm. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? To bring you up to speed, because you weren't there. Yeah, NWA 70. We're waiting. We get in. We go to VIP. We meet all these superstars. We meet Cody. Uh, I met, geez, Tony. Uh, I met Cornette. Cornette. I met Shivani. I met uh, Dory Funk. Dory Funk. Uh, uh, Paro. I met uh, Sammy Guevara. Um, even James Ellsworth was there. Yeah different story for a different day but i I made a comment even after we met him i was like yeah that dude's like a total chotch um uh met like penelope ford um go through we get in we're getting in line ready to get in we're literally about to walk through the door into the venue Mm mm-hmm and there's a woman standing smoking weed literally just taking a blunt to the face i hit that and, shit and my fucking co-host just walks over and literally just grabs it from she didn't even offer it to him it's wow. just like he walked up to her and just went she just like kind of looks at him and just gives him this look she's like i have a prescription for that and what does he do he hands it to jt Literally just starts passing. I'm like, now, oh my you, fucking God. I didn't know because in my mind, she passed it. No, she did not. I didn't know. So I'm like, oh. He took it because I got him, unfor- my previous co-host, he did not drink. He refused to drink. So leading up into NWA 70, we worked the night before all night. I worked early morning. Uh, I was at my uh, I was at my day job. Um, and I worked from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Went from there from 3 p.m. until 11 p.m. I was at my second job. I had to take care of teardown. Didn't get out of there until about 12.30. Immediately, we get in the car and we drive to Nashville after that. I haven't slept. So we're driving. We get into Nashville. We park in a bar parking lot, but the bar doesn't open until eleven. So we park in the parking lot. We're like, okay, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep. So we start sleeping. We set our alarm for ten fifty. Alarm goes off. We wake up. We go into the bar. We start drinking. About mm, four beers and three shots in. I remember you text my me. co-host. My co-host tells me I don't drink very much. I'm like, what do you mean by not very much? He's like, I can't tell you the last time I had alcohol. I'm like, you could have told me that four beers and three shots ago. That's for sure. (laughs) He goes, yeah, no, 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 it's fine. So then we go and I was in charge of the, the Airbnb. It turns out that the Airbnb that we were staying at was like a like a duplex. And the owner of the home owned both sides. Well, his wife and his kid were staying on the other side while we were there. 
but to make sure because he was we were his first guest ever he was very nervous so he decided he was going to stay on our side while we stayed in the airbnb well we come home after like nwa 70 is all over with and he's sleeping on the couch and he shoots up and he's just like who's that like we're like bro we're we're supposed to stay here like sorry like didn't mean to scare you like that like literally like popped up like he was gonna like start fucking popping off wow oh yeah scariest thing ever i'm like i'm terrified to go to sleep and we're both like absolutely exhausted i fall asleep i wake up the next morning and my co-host is literally sitting in bed now people can't you can explain how this is. So this is uh, need another beer, my friend. Jeez, you need another one. You're you just we're taking bets on when he's gonna fall, and you're over here throwing <laughs> beer on the ground. This is off to a great start, but he's literally sitting in bed like this. He fell asleep watching his phone, but most people like. I'm good. I got this. You know what? Fuck it. I'll take this. I'll chuck this down. Why not? It's my house. If I'm going to crash anywhere, it's going to be on the couch. Okay. So we're back to it. So most normal people, when they fall asleep with their phone, they put their phone down and then they go to sleep. No, he fell asleep watching his phone and he literally fell asleep with it still in his hand. And when I woke him up, I was like, hey, man, we got to get out of here. Like our checkouts in like 20 minutes. He's like, man, I just fell asleep 15 minutes ago. Like, and I'm just staring at him like, you haven't slept in 48 hours and you just fell asleep 15 minutes ago? Yeah. Like, that that makes no sense to me. Well, then it turns out like after it was all said and done, like he only sleeps a grand total like, he admitted it to me, like, before he left the show. He only sleeps a grand total of, like, eight hours a week. Yeah. Kind of like where I'm at. I mean. Like you have hours. a baby. Yeah. Even for the baby, man. I just, I'm wired. Uh, I can't. I need same, my sleep. Same. I need my sleep. At least, at least you all got the sleep. I mean, right after NWA, I drove. Remember, I, I, I had to be to I work offered, the next morning. I offered. Well, yeah, you had to work the next morning. Never mind. That makes sense. We, um, geez, like one of the, forget what it was. I offered to have you stay there. I know that that was one of the conversations we had, but you had to work. I, I forgot. Fun story. I forgot to call off before NWA seventy. So they were expecting me to walk through the door on Monday and I had to call and say like, oh, I've been up throwing up all night. Like, I'm so sorry. I just fell asleep like an hour ago. Like, I'm not going to make it in today. Thank God they didn't fire me. But yeah, so they probably will after they listen to this podcast. Oh, it's fine. I don't work there anymore. You got to dig deep enough anyway. Oh, yeah. fuck them. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, just just to wrap it back around, you know. Steve Jensen buys the ticket. I try to... Before, actually, before you go any further, you know, Steve, Steven Jensen is friends with friends of mine. So we have friends yeah. of Sobers. friends of friends. Yeah. But this whole time, we never had the chance to actually do what we're doing now. Yeah. And the crazy, How is that even possible? It, it's, it's just the way the universe works. And the yes. thing is, you know, 
Steven Jensen would, would tell me it was like, hey man, don't don't get too too engaged in any like podcast, you know, you know, issues or beef, you know, stay stay the course. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna stay the course. So he was like a big influential part of me just kind of saying the course. Same thing with Pat. Pat would be like, look man, let's just stay the course, stay the course. And it's like, all right, stay the course. I mean, that's literally the whole entire. The whole entire reason why we're here because we kind of stayed the course. We had time to, you know, rebuild, uh, rebuild these foundations between ourselves and be able to get to this point. But back to the WrestleMania ticket, I'm at the club on Bourbon Street. Can't remember the name of the club to save my life, but I know there's a YouTube video of me DJing and taking taking over the club. So I have like this contest. Um, and there's like three girls that got involved in the contest. I said, look, here's the contest. You do the contest. Here's the ticket. I'll meet you at the front of WrestleMania. Got the girl's phone number. Never met. Never met me at the uh, door. I mean, in front of um, the Superdome. And I ended up. You mean up- Silverdome? Silverdome, Superdome. <laughs> brother. Brother. <Every> brother. <laughs> But uh, but I end, I end up uh going in there with the whole ass WrestleMania ticket that I never got rid of. Still pisses me off to this day. At least I sold the sold a SmackDown and Raw ticket. But I this- never sold my Raw ticket for that one event. Where I was like screaming to people like, "Look, you just got to put up with me, and you can come in with me." Never sold it. Went to waste. So yeah, I was right there with you. But if I would have known. I would have drove down there. I mean, I mean, little dude, I, I I tried everything. I was like, look, man, I got the ticket. The only thing you got to do is buy, buy buy your own plane ticket and show up. A couple people's like, yeah. And then, like, last minute, it's like, nah, my wife's not going to let me. I was like, oh, man, yeah. damn. Sucks for you. I'll be in New Orleans. And I had the most fun time in my life. I mean, I got the chance to hang out with Gallows at these. Well, I don't want to say that. Man, get, well, he's not married. Yeah, I got the chance to hang out with Gavels at, at the strip club and got to hang out with a couple other wrestlers. Well, you're married, so. Yeah. If it makes you feel better, I worked at a strip club as a DJ when I was married. My wife was the one that encouraged it. I was a bouncer for years at a strip club. Yeah, I was a DJ. So, for, geez, it was whew, right after we had our our first kid. Right after we had Nora, um, leading up to her birth, I worked in a strip club. And even after she was born for a few months, oh, she, I, I worked in the strip club. So I have nothing against strip clubs. I think they're, I think they're um, essential businesses. It's therapy, but I don't. Uh, it's therapy. But wait, wait, wait. The time. This is a fun conversation. I. I don't look at it as therapy. I look at it as supporting single moms. Yes. I agree. <laughs> that, I agree. That too. But my wonder is with the social distancing going on, it's going to be kind of hard to make it rain or better yet, even stick a 20. It's like, uh, how do you get a lap dance? I mean, it's this is different. I support only fans only because you can't go to a strip club. Not saying I have an account, but I support people that have one. Well, there there's so many different things, and that's a conversation for a different day too. Like all these, like I can tell you how many times I log on, and some of like our followers are like poaching like their 
like uh their only fans like their like premium snapchats their i think another one's like fan center or something like that fan centro whatever yeah I, I can't i literally cannot keep up with it like i support you but like when it comes i i don't look at I, I guess I've I've just been in the industry for so long. Like now I know the games. Yeah. Like I, I now know like okay, it's a dance is for like traditionally like a dance at a strip club is thirty thirty dollars dance. Tra- that's traditional. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's just call it twenty. Uh, it's unless, 20. unless you're in Miami, it's like anywhere from fifty to a hundred. But keep going. Yeah, I'm going to Miami. Yeah, we're we're not going to go to Miami because I I don't have that kind of dough. Um, but let's just say twenty dollars, twenty dollars a dance at any strip club you go to, a dance on stage or a dance in the in the back room, wherever it may be, is three minutes. So let's just say you get five dances, five dances. That's fifteen minutes, and you spend a hundred dollars in fifteen minutes. I, I don't look at that as therapy. I, I look at where, like, I could spend that $100 elsewhere on other things, especially being in the Cleveland area. You can go to the east side and probably spend half of that and actually get something for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could probably even herpes. get change back, too. Yeah, you can get like, something called herpes. <laughs> they, they got pills for that. It's no big deal. Gonorrhea. Gonorrhea, the clap. I mean, there, there's pills for that. It's, it's like, as long as the girl that you pick up, her name's Penicillin, I think you're going to be all right. <laughs> I'm cool on that, that man. I'm cool. Uh, but. There were so many times where I wanted to make that joke, like on stage with like when I was the uh, strip club DJ, like start giving the girls different stage names. It's like, but every single one always had like the same traditional stage name. It was all like cars that they couldn't afford. Yeah. It was like Mercedes, Tesla. It was um, um, what else was there? Rent. Uh, Escalade. I another one. Rent. <laughs> Rent. <laughs> Coming to the stage. You've seen her before. She's here every first of the month. Make sure you dig out your pockets, ladies and gentlemen. Welfare. Rent. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude! I can't do it anymore. Okay. Like, there was so many times where people like, because I, I, my biggest thing was like, I, if I worked in a strip club, I, I worked at the one in Brunswick. I okay. and um, there's only one strip club in Brunswick. You probably know exactly where I'm talking about. Actually, I don't. Okay, Christie's. Mo- I know most of the ones. Not even all of them. Like. Closer to me. Yeah. Like the Christie's in Canton. I worked at that one too. Uh, the Diamond Lodge in Enberg. Oh, God. Fun fun story. My cousin uh, married a woman who used to, the, her family used to own that building before it was Diamond. And he, they actually had their wedding reception there. Mm-hmm. It was right before the his her parents sold that. The restaurant I think was called Broncos. Um, so years later, when I actually become 18, I go to the strip club there. I'm like, oh, I mean, I knew I'd been there, but like, I could like remember where everything was. I'm like, wow. Now I see this as a reception hall, which well, I mean, not reception hall, but used as a reception and Diamond Lodge. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had a funny story about where you grew up. I met someone 
at a particular establishment. I'm not going to say what the what it was like what he does i'll I'll leave it at that because he may or may not still work um so i met someone at the strip club and he said man you got a you got a voice like your voice like you could be doing so much more like come meet me here and we'll talk and he wanted me to meet him in rootstown at the dusty armadillo and oh my god, I, I thought you were going to say the strip club there. No, 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 no. But I met him I at a, a strip club somewhere else. I got a fun story about that strip club. Continue. We, we will. Uh, so I met him at the strip club and he's like, look, meet me at the Dusty Armadillo, which if you don't know where I'm talking about, it is a country bar in the middle of nowhere. I think it's literally like the only thing in Rootstown, to be honest. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we have other. Okay. No, we don't. It's like, like, I'll go back to, I mentioned Steven Jensen. He's friends with my friends at the Sobros Network. Yeah. When I went went down to Nashville, I met the guy who's in charge of Sobros Network named Stoney Keeley. Mm-hmm. We had been, you know, friends online. It was like a, a chance for him and I to bullshit, kind of like what we were doing tonight. We just didn't record anything. We just had just like a long bullshit session. Yeah. When I met his girlfriend and I said where I was from, I'm like, oh, I'm from Ohio. I I don't know if I said I was from because it's hard to say I'm from Ritztown because I get a lot of who, where, where, where? where? and yeah. before LeBron, I was like, I'm from Akron. Where Cleveland? I'm just I'm fucking from Cleveland. So I mentioned something about living in Northeast Ohio. And she was like, oh, I used to live, I mean, I used to work in Rootstown. And I'm like, no shit, I'm from Rootstown. And I'm like, and I'm like, she's going to say fucking Dusty. Because that's like the one thing we're known for. And then like I had mentioned it earlier, like, and I don't even think it gets mentioned that much. It's just guy. Like yeah. when went to school for sound, but yeah. like we're more known for the dusty because if you are into country or anything within the Northeast Ohio area, it seems like that's the place to be. No, and like that's like the only thing that I know Rootstown for, with yeah. the exception of I have friends like um my cousin's husband is from that area too. Yeah. Um and like went to school down there and he tells me to meet him there. And like next thing you know i'm like you know what guy in a strip club like what could this be i've never been to this place before and i'm trying to find this guy and i'm like where where is this dude like he says he wants to talk to me about this proposition and i'm looking around i'm looking around i'm looking around next thing you know i just hear this voice come over the loudspeaker i'm like that that's him and he announces who he is, and he works for a radio station in around that area. Yeah, and he's like, like he's hosting this country night that's like on this radio station that is broadcasted through Rootstown, which is ninety four point nine. And he like comes out to me. He introduces me to like four different people from the radio station. He's like, man, this guy's got a voice, like, and. The worst part was when he mentioned it, he said that I'm on a radio, like a radio show on a college, like I'm on a college radio show Yeah, because the program director just so happens to be his wife. So we go outside and he's like, yeah, man, I'm like, so I'm on a radio station like doing a radio show on uh, a college radio he goes yeah man like 
my wife can't find out like i'm like dude you dropped bills that night like literal stacks yeah at the strip club he's like yeah my wife would literally kill me and like he's he's a regular (laughs) at christie's and i was like yeah i'm not getting in the middle of that i'm not gonna because i could be having a conversation with her I let it slip. Next thing you know, my your life's over. I ruined a marriage. I'm not getting between that. Thank you for the offer. Have a nice day. Yeah. And that was like my one like way into radio when I was literally in college and I just I never took it. To this day I like still kind of like kick myself for it. Like maybe I should have given it a shot. Maybe I could have kept my mouth shut, yeah. but just never never could have did it 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 was just it was too much to to keep that secret i guess i'm not a good secret keeper (laughs) like my wife can read me like she knows the second i'm lying i have the worst poker face you can't play poker with me don't invite me over for poker you'll take all of my money i i can't lie i am the worst liar that there is i i just i i don't know what it is like i try like my wife tells me like whenever I'm lying, I do this thing with my face where I try not to smile and I try so hard not to smile that I'm like, I literally am just like a dead giveaway. I don't know. Yeah. But didn't you meet someone else, JT, like when you were in on Bourbon Street? Didn't you have someone that like walked up to you and like, I think they like took something from you or like, I forget. Like, don't you have like another crazy like. So I don't think this was Bourbon Street. Uh, I think this was actually AIW. So I'm at a, I'm at the table. I'm getting a signing. I'm trying to remember who the autograph was from. Um, I want to say it was Magnum CK because the way the tables were set up, you had the production, you had Magnum, Swaggle, and towards after Swaggle, it was MJF, uh, Dominic, and uh, PB Smooth. That's yeah. the way the tables were set up. Well, I had a beer. I was starting the beer, chugged maybe a little bit of the beer. Swaggle reaches over, grabs my beer, and chugs the rest of my beer. I look back. I'm like, yo, what the fuck, bro? He's like, eh. He, he did one of those. Yeah. And it's like, it's Swaggle. I can't, I can't be mad. I mean... Swoggle and alcohol are one and one. You leave it around him, that's just going to get drank. I, I only had the one experience with him. I, I've never drank with him. I've never, uh, unfortunately, I've never met him outside of that. I haven't gone out of my way to introduce Swaggle myself. Swoggle is cool as fuck, man. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good stories about Swoggle. Hello, yes, this is the Danhausen saying to listen to the podcast. Let the hate flow through you. Isn't that nice? Danhausen hates many things with hosts. Jeremy Shear and El Ordano Diablo. And with previous, previous, yes, previous guests such as PB Smooth and Dan Housing's nice friend with good capes, Magnum CK, isn't that nice? They talk about general things that they hate. You know, all the things like the Spirit Airlines and such. And it is every Monday, every single Monday, isn't that nice? Very nice, very evil Mondays. And, yes, very good. Take a listen. It's nice. Magnum CK, wonder what he hates. Not capes, that's for sure. Or theater. But, you know, who knows? 
P.B. Smooth hates being called Paul, that's for sure. Anyways, love that Dan Housen. Love that podcast, Housen. So there you have it, part two of the crossover with Barks with Mikes and Dark Match Podcast. Part three will be available on the Dark Match Podcast feed, if I'm correct, later on this week. And later on this week, too, on this feed, we'll have an interview with someone who doesn't normally wrestle in this area. So a lot of episodes, too, like I said, earlier in the show coming up, interviews, previews and reviews of AIW and Black Label Pro. We got a lot going on here. So this show has gone on long enough, and I'd like to end it before we get to the hour and a half mark. So huge shout out to Marks with Mike's and Dark Match Podcast on a wonderful evening and if you stuck around for part one and two, hope you enjoy part three on Dark Match Podcast feed. Anyway, you can find Dark Match Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook, the Dark Match Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, Dark Match PC. And Marks with Mikes, you can find them and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Marks with Mikes, all one word, on all three. You can find this show, as always, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestlingcheers, twitter.com slash wrestlingcheers, and instagram.com slash wrestlingcheers. Email, if you so choose, desire, wrestlingcheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at watermaneuver.net. Like I said before, please rate, review, and subscribe your Evolutions Fine Podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, Virtual Pros, The IndieCast, Center of the Universe, Sobros Network, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, The Chick Foley Show, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Marks with Mikes, and Dark Match Podcast. Check out our other non-podcast friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, who is technically also a podcast friend too, but it, you can find it on YouTube and wherever podcasts can be downloaded. But I'll keep him in the non-podcast friend section. Good Company, Toy High, a Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smokin' Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're in the dark match. Later.